Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. for you has changed my view on the the language we use around parenthood. So I just wanted to try something. Can you raise your right hand if you've ever used the name daddy for your father in your lifetime? And can you change that to your left hand if you've ever used the word dad? That's quite interesting. Now, there'll be, we've got a really beautiful, broad church. Anybody use the, a different word like papa, papa? You might use a different language. Yeah, okay, good, good. Anybody, raise your hand if you have used the name for your father, father. Ah, good. So in the first service, not many. Anybody here who is a father? and is referred to as father. That's the name that your child calls you, father. I can't see anyone. Okay, that's interesting, isn't it? I think that that demonstration is gonna show us something. Because I don't think, as a church, we've kept up with the change in our language. And I think it has an effect on how we see our Father God. Just before Jesus was arrested and crucified, he very, very plainly told us who God is and he made it clear how his life and how his death had changed our relationship with God. When he was gone, he he told us we could have access to the Father and the help of the Holy Spirit. Could you switch your Bibles on to um, John 16, 22, or open them? Good. Um, And when you, um, I just want us to read this. Throughout John, it's the most amazing thing, and I only just, you know, know, it's a gift because I learn more from um, preparing this than anybody would listening, but John is full. It's basically a repetition of Jesus saying who the Father is in John. It's incredible. When I see you again, you will be full of joy, and it will be a joy no one can rob from you. You'll no longer be so full of questions. This is what I want you to do. Ask the Father for whatever is in keeping with the things I've revealed to you. Ask him my name according to my will, and he'll most certainly give it to you. Your joy will be a river overflowing its banks. I've used figures of speech in telling you these things, and soon I'll drop these figures and tell you about the Father in plain language. Then you can make your request directly to him in relation to this life I've revealed to you. I won't continue making requests to the Father on your behalf. I won't need to, because you've gone out on a limb, committed yourselves to love and trust in me. 
believing I came directly from the Father. The Father loves you directly. First, I left the Father and arrived in the world. Now I leave the world and travel to the Father. This, my friends, is revolutionary stuff. You have, we have to get this. This is revolutionary stuff. A revolutionary revelation of Jesus' relationship with God. How he talked about his father was utterly shocking. For Jesus, God is his biological father. A man born to a virgin. He talks to his father in a natural, intimate way. He's always having conversations with, um, with him. But to everyone else around him, this would have been outrageous. And the Jewish religious leaders were always challenging him on it. In John 10, 36, he says, I am God's son. I am God's son. Do not believe me unless I do the works of my father. But if I do them, even though you do not believe me, believe the works that you may know and understand that the father is in me and I am in the father. Just at this statement alone, the Jewish leaders wanted to stone him. This was outrageous. Isn't that amazing? And if you've been a Christian for a while, you might not, it might not seem as outrageous as it actually is. But to his contemporaries, it was almost unbearable for him to talk like this. It was so revolutionary. Later on in John 14, 10, it says, don't you believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority. Rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. There's are three different passages I read from John. It's incredible if you read it throughout that gospel. It's amazing stuff. Jesus is saying he is God's son, and there is a direct family link between himself and God, the creator of the universe. He's saying that everything he says and does comes straight from his father. This is really shocking to the people he's telling this to. I mean, really shocking. Don't forget the Jewish people called God Yahweh. They couldn't actually say his name. It was, he's too holy. It, you know, he's too distant. He was too far away. He was too mighty. He couldn't. And then Jesus is calling him his father. You didn't talk about God as your father. You might have talked about the father of creation. You would have talked about Father Abraham. You might have talked about the father of the nation of Israel. But you didn't presume to be intimate with God. You certainly didn't go to God and say, Abba, Daddy. But for Jesus, God is Father, and this is a revolutionary revelation. It was revolutionary for the Jews, 
and it's revolutionary for us. Jesus makes a revolutionary invitation to us, to you. This is perhaps even more shocking that through Jesus' death and resurrection, he's providing us with direct access to God. Just like Jesus, we can have that relationship. And in the past few weeks, I've been like deeply challenged by this because often we all have a rather Victorian view of a father. The name father. I need to change my thinking, and my thinking, frankly. Tim Kalmer says, the only person who dares to wake up a king at 3 a.m. for a glass of water is a child. We have that kind of access. We have that kind of access. And do you remember last week, Bella was telling us what God's like, and she reminded us that at a scene of a crime, God is the paramedic. He's the one bringing comfort and healing. He doesn't jump into our crises as the judge or the policeman. In our own car crashes, we often instinctively cringe because we think of God turning up as the policeman to work out who's to blame. And why is that? I think we need to shift our thinking. You see here, the Bible also tells us that Jesus, in Jesus, we can go even further than thinking that perhaps God isn't too scary. Because of what Jesus has done for us, we can know God as Father, as a kind of massive, all-knowing God who genuinely doesn't mind being disturbed at 3 a.m. for a glass of water or to clean up a bed, or just to talk. He's our father. He's our daddy. And it's an intimacy that we can have. Do we have the right idea about what that means, about how Jesus saw his father and how he related to him? Remember that word in the Lord's Prayer is Abba. We've held on to the word father, And yet, as a nation, as a generation, we've moved on ourselves. Very few have, nobody raised their hands to say their child calls them father. And yet we're stuck in this Victorian image when we refer to father. Does anybody know what Abba really means? It's not father, it's not pater, it's not sir. It means daddy. It's the closest, soppiest, most intimate way of speaking to the Father. Henry Neuron wrote, calling God Abba is entering into the same intimate, fearless, trusting and empowering relationship with God that Jesus had. The same intimate, fearless, trusting and empowering relationship that God, with God that Jesus had. And many of us here are from very British backgrounds. Not all of us, thankfully. <laughs> and what that means is often we've got a problem. 
for some of us, we've got truly terrible examples of what Father has presented to us. One that still shapes some of our thinking is quite Victorian. Somewhere in our thinking is the idea a father is serious, austere, and a remote figure. Someone really important, but actually quite disapproving. Definitely not cuddly, probably not very kind, and sometimes not very approachable. That idea of the father still looms over us in this country. It still looms over us. And it's affected the way that we are seeing our creator, our father, our daddy. It means that some dads don't feel that they can show their emotions. And too many kids think their dad doesn't really have any emotions. And if he does, they're not particularly nice ones. And I suspect that the first century Jewish dads might have had the same image problem. Which is why Jesus made such a big deal. And if you're a dad today and you say, I don't get being a dad right, or if you've had a bad relationship with your father, I want you to just, for a moment, clear all of that and see the perfect daddy. Jesus makes a very big deal of showing his disciples the reality of the kind of father-child relationship they could have. He says, God is Abba, Daddy. Daddy, I've been sick. Or Mummy, I've got a problem. And um, many of us who've been blessed with children um, know that cold sweat of waking at three o'clock in the morning. Um, you know, um, where the, the little hand goes on the shoulder. <laughs> and um, Joe and Dave are doing a marriage course at the moment, which is absolutely amazing. It was the first week, and if you ever get a chance to go on a marriage course, it's amazing. You need to go on it. But um, one of the best pieces of advice you'll probably get, you know, sometimes people say it to you before you get married, they say, oh, never let an argument, you know, never let the sun go down on an argument. It's a good advice. Um, if you are thinking of getting married and you hope to be blessed with children, I would say my best bit of advice is choose the side of the bed the furthest away from the door. <laughs> I don't know if Joe and Dave are using that in the curriculum, but I, I mean, if you can, think about it. Um, because many of us... When we, if you have a blessed with a child, you know, you'll get that little, um, you know, suddenly, maybe there'll be a coldness, and you'll look around, and somebody shut you, and a, a small, dark, silhouette, ghostly figure will be lit, backlit by, okay, mummy, I've had an accident. Um, and even though we as human parents are flawed, we want to get up and we may want to make it better. And there's nothing we won't do at those crazy middle-of-the-night moments. If we will do that, how much more our heavenly, perfect Father? Do we need to change? Do I need to change my mind and how I see Daddy God? Do you need to change your mind about how you see Daddy God? I think so. When you pray, 
Do you see his face? Do you dare to look in his eyes when you mess up or do you flinch? Or do you walk boldly like a child into the door, backlit? (laughs) Help! I've messed up. We might need to shift our thinking away from the traditional Victorian concept. And certainly this wasn't Jesus' intention. His language is Abba. It's Daddy. And if you're not a Christian today, you need to know that you are invited to have an intimate relationship with God. And that's amazing. And it's only possible through Jesus Christ. John 14, 6 says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And if you want that relationship, it's accessible, it's available, it's transformational, and we want to pray with you at the end of the service. It's an amazing, you will start an amazing, revolutionary, intimate relationship And anyone who chooses to make Jesus Christ their Lord gets a massive, perfect, maker of the universe, Dad. Isn't that fantastic? Amen. But there's an invitation for all of us to enjoy, and that's more intimacy. Calling our God, Daddy. I've tried for 10 days to use the word Daddy at the beginning of my prayers when I would have used Father. And I'm telling you, friends, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting you to try it. It's not easy. It feels weird. But my friends, it's not what Jesus intended. Our language, we've left behind that Father in our concept of what a daddy is. It's not dear sir, to whom it may concern, father. Think of how you've changed the way you write emails. Hi. Not dear sir slash madam. I'm writing to you with daddy. He teaches us, Jesus teaches us, Abba, father, daddy, who is in heaven. The realisation of this has softened my heart. I've tried to soften my language and it's challenging me to soften the way I see my daddy. Most of us, I think, are missing out on so much of the closeness of God intends for us. And then that really impacts our maturity. If, like, like me, you've known Jesus for, as your saviour for many years, then there's an additional challenge in how we relate to God, our daddy, child of God. The most amazing thing is that a Christian, a son or a daughter, this is simply not just a certificate of belonging. It's much more than that. It's a relationship. The real joy of a maturing relationship and as we're, when we're a toddler, we ask our daddy and our mummy, we, we say, I'm hungry, I'm tired, can you help me? As a child, you love a parent for what they give you, whether that's food or hugs, something to drink, toys, a clean nappy. As we mature, we grow up, we clock that our parents 
have a life outside of us. They have feelings. They've got stuff they need to get done. Indeed, we can even help them. And when we want to hear from them, to learn from them, we can grow up, a kind of have a conversation with them. I can distinctly remember the day, I know exactly where I was, I was driving along Palatine Road and I picked up my son um, Benjamin from school and uh, um, he turned to me and I'm driving, he turned to me and said, Mummy, how was your day? And I I don't, I don't look round. I was just like, oh my word, this is a momentous occasion. I've become a person. (laughs) And you know, that was the beginning of a change to our relationship. When we get that daddy God loves us and wants to share life with us, then we get to be of use to him. And we can hear him. How's your day been, Daddy? How's your day been, Daddy? Well, I've had to deal with a few megalomaniac world leaders, but apart from that, I've got the odd bit of healthcare consent. How's your day been, Daddy? What can I do to help? Is this something you need me to do? Believe me, he is longing to be asked. He's longing to tell you. I believe that if we begin to really understand the father heart, the daddy heart of God, in a way that Jesus intended, that my life, my mission on earth, your life, your mission on earth will be far more revolutionary. It'll be far more intimate. It will be far more mature. I don't want to miss out on the adventure of knowing what Daddy God wants to tell me. Don't worry, he'll always want to give you what you need. But if you're ready to step into a bit of maturity in your relationship with God, what would that look like for you? Perhaps it could start with the way you speak to him, the way you converse with him. How could our prayer life be different if we started speaking to him in a way that would start daddy, my daddy? We started listening more, connecting more. Before rushing in and saying of all the things we want, all the things we need fixing right here, right now. If we started saying, Daddy, my Daddy, what could I do to help you? It's a real and living relationship. So if you're here today and you want this love, you don't know you have it and you feel like you don't deserve it, and I've got to tell you, you don't. But through Jesus, you can know the Father who lavishes love, lavishes love on you. And it's unlike any father you've ever known, whether you had a brilliant dad or a really 
quite terrible one, almost criminal. I want to pray with you if you've never known Jesus, because it changes everything. And if you would like to know Jesus, please come up. And if you feel that you need to reboot your relationship with Daddy, please come and pray with the ministry team. Come and pray at the front here. Come and kneel. You may want to pray and say, I'm not, I don't, I don't, I don't know what fatherhood is because I, I just don't get that. Come and pray. He's the best. And if you feel like I fall short as a daddy, I'm not there. I've messed up with my children. Come forward and pray. Because I'm telling you now, Daddy, my daddy, changes everything. Daddy, your daddy. So if you want to kneel and sit where the band start playing, worshipping, take the opportunity because by knowing him, listening to him, pressing into that amazing father-daddy relationship, we know that we can go with confidence into the world. Daddy in heaven, show us who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. You can say it with me. As above, so below. I'm going to start it again. Daddy in heaven, show us who you are. Set the world right. Do what's best. As above, so below. Keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us right with you and forgiving others. Keep us safe from ourselves and from the devil. You're in charge. You can do anything you want. You're a blaze in beauty and we love you forever. Yes and amen. Daddy, my daddy. Daddy, my daddy. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org media.